0: I'm Pastor Joseph Clark and welcome to JC and Me, A 4 Minute Devotion. From day to day and week to week, one of our biggest challenges is to witness the earmarks of this fallen world in the form of the unfairness and injustice, suffering and evil that we see all around us. In fact, as believers, it is critically important that we dismiss personal expectations of fairness and justice in the world. Instead, Take comfort in the peace that can be found in God's reassurance that none of it will be present in His heavenly kingdom, where those saved in Christ shall spend eternity. Some feel that they need to get to the bottom of it all as they preoccupy their irreverent attention to the evil and the doom and impending disasters of what they socialize as an unhappy and godless world. The reality is, that these things are not worthy of our time, as they have no bearing on our eternal soul. The enemy would love nothing more than to wear us down and discourage us with the evil and the suffering of his playground, this world. Without a doubt, the most frequently asked question which I answer is, Why does God permit suffering? Or in another form, Why do good things happen to bad people, and bad things happen to good people? And sadly, it's also one of the most common reasons people turn their back on God. It's also one of the most common attacks of the faith by atheists. My brothers and sisters, it is a question that can only be answered in faith. No amount of logic can satisfy a human justification of evil and suffering. We do not know to what extent God causes suffering versus permits suffering, but we know that he is always aware of it, and everything is within his control. We must accept that suffering has a purpose. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 45, it is written, he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Forget your notion of good people and bad people. There are two types of people, those saved in Christ and those who are not. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17, it is written, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. We glorify God in how we remain his disciples amidst suffering. We have faith in God who promises heavenly justice and promises eternal peace and joy. In the book of Job, God uses suffering as a test and as a demonstration. The book of Job demonstrates that suffering brings faithful believers into deeper understanding and relationship with God. Amid his suffering, Job exclaims, My Redeemer lives! This is a lesson for each of us. How often do we see a newspaper headline about someone else's suffering as though it is not real, and yet when it happens to us, we cry, Why me? As opposed to introspectively thinking, Why not me? God is interested in the betterment of our eternal souls. The big picture, the long game. After a brief life in a fallen world, God welcomes us into his eternal heavenly kingdom, which was beautifully described by Malachi Martin in his writings as quote, all glorified creation will be gathered around the awesome throne of our God's divine majesty. No more tears, no more loneliness, no more solitary sadness, but just joy. Before we go on, I want to preface. I get it. Suffering stinks. Believe me, I've had a ton of my own suffering. I've lived it. I've lived with life-threatening depression, betrayal, divorce, sin, self-loathing. I got in trouble in my youth with the law. I've had false accusations and slanderous remarks made against me to friends and family. I've withstood threats and persecution for my faith. And horribly. I had a child who was close to death in the hospital. I've had relatives who had cancer, a friend who died in a tragic accident. I'll tell you what, there are many who have suffered far worse than I. In First Peter chapter 5 verse 10, the Holy Spirit tells us in his word, and the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. And in John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus says, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And in Luke chapter 14, verse 27, he says, And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Suffering creates questions in our minds that only the word of God can answer suffering draws us closer to God's counsel for as many questions as it creates it provides even more messages to us from God when we experience human suffering and injustice it can be very difficult to trust God and not act from act out from our fear and pride we might even get angry with God at times with our personal suffering or with the disgusting state of the world around us however We are best to turn to God for answers during these times as opposed to behave as though we're in a relationship with God with one foot pointed towards the door each time we get scared or discouraged. This world is a necessary part of our walk with God. We must remain steadfast in our devotion in God and His love for us. In our Lord Jesus' sacrifice, His miraculous signs, and His passion and resurrection, God is aware of all suffering and evil in the world. No form of evil has any power over God. This world is fallen and evil and is the enemy's domain. It is that way by design, and it serves a purpose. If you feel that the world hates you, feel validated. For Christ said in John chapter 17, verse 14, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I'm not of the world. Those who have received Christ with all their hearts as Lord and Savior are on this world, but not of this world. We are of his kingdom. Beloved brothers and sisters, why does God permit suffering and evil? Number one, God has deemed suffering necessary. Number two, you cannot have a polarity of one without the other. We must have a quantum of evil to treasure a quantum of good. And number three, it is part of our sanctification to choose to receive Christ and glorify God in accordance with the Gospels in the face of suffering. Fourth, without a life of suffering, we'd be ignorant to the value of heaven. Mankind would have no bearing on eternal salvation or damnation. Five, to drive us to repentance and hope of salvation that can only be found through Christ. Six, to remove suffering and evil would involve removing the free will of men and women to choose to do good and glorify God and truly love God with meaning. And seven, suffering provides us with an opportunity to demonstrate that we are His. Let us remain steadfast and be there for others during their suffering. Rise above it. By seeing it through Christ's eyes, do not fear it. Manage it carefully. Let us remember and be reassured of these powerful and glorious words. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. In John chapter 9 verse 5. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Philippians chapter 4 verse 13. And and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose, Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Heavenly and Almighty Father in heaven, thank you for your wisdom, guidance, and protection. We seek to glorify you in our suffering and demonstrate that we are your disciples. I pray in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. I'm Pastor Joseph Clark, and thank you for listening to this short devotion on JC and Me.